welcome to the second episode of Prima Donna, a comedy in six parts by yours truly, Nigel Holloway, and performed by the Concept Players Theatre Company. When we left our friends in the Off the Wall Theatre Company, disaster had struck their production of Orpheus in the Underworld, as Sharon, their leading lady, had been badly hurt in a car accident. Barney may be upset, but that hasn't stopped Richard from seeing an opportunity for some free publicity. Excuse me. Yeah? PC Thompson? No. I was told he'd be here. He is. That's him. Oh, try. PC Thompson? Yep. What can I do for you? I'm from the local paper. Yes. I was told that you'd had an accident. No. No? No, not me. I think he means Sharon. Oh, yeah. What's the lady's name? Sharon. And what happened, exactly? Well, it was like this. I don't think you need to be interested. Why not? It's none of your business. It's my job. It's still none of your business. Oh, I heard she was a prominent member of the local amateur dramatic society. She is a prominent member. I was thinking we could do a piece about her accident, uh, how it will affect your society. I don't think... Don't be too hasty, Barney. You know how Jack goes on about you being too hasty. Jack? Yes. He's always telling PC Thompson off for being too hasty, for jumping to conclusions, you know. I see we understand each other, Mr... Uh, Richard. uh, Just Richard. uh, I think we do. Barney, leave this to me. I'll just have a chat uh, with them. Sorry, what was your name? Oh, go get us a drink, Barney. What? Get us a drink. Oh, right. Now, Mr... Um... Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. Well, Lawrence, what do you want to know? Well, maybe you could start with the accident. Well, I wasn't there, of course. But it does seem that young Sharon, young, attractive, blonde-haired Sharon... You want a picture, of course. If you've got one. This is an amateur dramatic society. Of course we've got pictures. Well, as I was saying, young, attractive blonde Sharon Worthington, a talented member of the Off the War Theatre Company, was today involved in a serious car accident which threatens... uh, uh, That's two T's. No, there's only one T in threat. And there's one at the beginning, too. Oh, yeah. Just my little joke, uh, Lawrence. Uh, So, uh, uh, which threatens the very existence of the -the off-the-wall theatre company. As lovely 20-something Sharon fights for her life in a local hospital, the thoughts and prayers of all her friends and colleagues are with her. Official sources describe the accident as an attempt to avoid running over a sheep. The police are investigating suggestions that blonde, voluptuous Sharon may have been the victim of a deliberate attempt to harm her. She is currently involved in a divorce scandal involving a member of the local constabulary and has been the subject of threat. Hang on. Is this true? Not a word of it. Why? Just wondering. Carry on. Uh, Where was I? Uh, Yes, a threat against her life. Currently, police are searching for someone with a Welsh accent carrying a large inflatable sheep. Nice. Amid rumours of wild orgies within the local Amdram community and Sharon's central role within this maelstrom of sexual excess and debauchery, it seems more than likely that she would have made enemies in many quarters. As the pivotal figure in this whirlpool of wife-swapping, bondage, S&M and extremes of sordid sexual excess, it is only surprising that this type of revenge attack has not happened before. You sure there's no truth in this? Not a word, mate. 
You know, you're really good with this, Lark. If you fancy to change a career, there's a job for you in local journalism. Yeah, I'll drop a word with the editor if you like. You know, I have been looking for a new opening, as they say. I might well take you up on it. Fancy a drink? Oh, that's the other prerequisite. Yeah, right. Now, about these orgies. Where's he gone? To the bar with that reporter. Oh, right. I'll have his then. God, I needed that. Not on duty tonight, I see. Nope, not till tomorrow afternoon. Fancy another? I haven't had the first one yet. That was mine you just drank. Oops. <laughs> Sorry, love. Never thought. Doesn't matter. I didn't really want one. It's upset you, hasn't it? Well, a bit. You just don't think of things like this happening to people you know. No need. She's going to be fine. Yeah, I know. I must be tired, I guess. So, do you fancy that drink? Will I get to drink it this time? All right, just to keep you company. Won't be a minute. I'll just phone the hospital and see how she is. He seems to be holding up well. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? It's all a front, you know. He'd fall apart if there was something really wrong with her. You think? I know. Now that those two have found each other, you wouldn't be able to cope without her. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe. It's hard being that close to someone. I thought you and Mike were doing okay. Oh, we are. It's just that it's brought back lots of memories. Some I thought I'd forgotten. Others I wish I had forgotten. It's not like you to be so maudlin. No, I suppose not. It's just that it hits you a bit when it's that close. God, you'd swear she was dead or something. Oh, she could so easily have been, though, couldn't she? Here we are. Oh, oh, sorry, Aggie. Didn't know you wanted one. It's okay. How is she? Still sleeping. They told me not to ring till the morning. Oh, that's a good sign. What did Richard tell that reporter? Don't know. I was talking to Aggie. Mm, rate a couple of column inches on the inside page, I suppose. If that. Now, if she'd been arrested for setting fire to a speed camera, that'd be different. Front page stuff. <laughs> Sex, drugs and tits. That's what the papers are after. Well, she scores on two of them. Yeah, I suppose she does. But what about the sex? Very <laughs> funny, Barney. You don't fool me, you know. I know. Look, you can't do the job if you get upset about these things, but when it's so close to you... Hey, that bloke from the newspaper reckons i got a real talent for journalism. Yeah, go on. What, you? Don't make me laugh. No, seriously. He thinks I've got what it takes. What, having no ethics, no morals, no scruples and mm, no principles? Yeah, something like that. Don't be daft. And you can't spell for toffee. Now hang on, you lot. I can see Richard as a journalist. A journalist? Gigolo, maybe. <laughs> no, seriously. I can see him in his new career. Hard-headed investigative reporting, exposés, scandal, corruption. And that's only with us, lot. Mm, don't mock Constable Thompson. I have faith in the boy. Thank you, Aggie. And what will that cost me? Oh, if only you were still a virgin. I am today. Only so far, sweetie, only so far. Right, that's it. Next round's on me in celebration of my imminent deflowering. You're on. Where the hell is she? Oh, calm down, Jack. I'm sure there's a completely simple explanation. Yes, and I know what you're thinking it is. There's no need to be defensive with me. You know I support you 100%. You know as well as I do what she's like. Yes, I do. And I'll have a few words to say to her when she gets here. Uh, if she gets here. I'm sure she will, Jack. It's probably just the traffic. Yes, the traffic. Look, I've just got to get on with this. Everyone else is here and they want to know the past. 
Good evening, everyone. I'm going to announce the results of the auditions for the main characters in Orpheus, in no particular order. Orpheus will be played by Robert, Jupiter by Barney, Pluto, Richard, Public Opinion by Aggie, Diana by Christine, Cupid by Liz, and finally, because Sharon can't be with us because of the accident, Eurydice will be played by a newcomer to the society, Eva Rossini. For those of you who don't know her, Eva has performed with many societies over the years and brings with her a wealth of experience and talent which we hope to exploit to its full potential. The minor characters will be cast during the course of rehearsals, as usual. I want to thank everyone who auditioned, and I hope those of you who didn't get the part you wanted won't be too disappointed. Remember, there's always the next show. Mm. Well, well, that's a surprise. Well, I certainly wasn't expecting that. Obviously. They thought you had a devilish little glint in your eye which suited the part of Pluto. Pity about Sharon not being able to play. Looks like I get to play opposite this Rossini woman. Yeah, yeah. But who is she? I didn't notice her at the auditions. Maybe she was there before us. Maybe. What's she like? No idea, mate. Probably fat and 40. That'd be Jack's choice. You think so? Jack, who's this new girl? Uh, Sorry about that, Barney. Why sorry? (sighs) Nothing I could do because of Sharon's accident. Don't even think about it, Jack. She wouldn't want to be worrying about a part the size of Eurydice, knowing that she might not be fully recovered. She'd hate it if she thought she might let people down. I'm sure if she's recovered in time, she'll play in the back row of the chorus. I know. Uh, But you know that we don't like casting outside the society. She understands, Jack. It's not a problem. It's Richard who's got the problem. Richard? Why? (laughs) Because he doesn't know this Eva Rossini woman. I don't understand, Richard. You've only got a few bits with her. It's, it's Barney who has the big seduction scene. I think he's jealous, Jack. He wanted Jupiter so he could get his hands on Sharon. And not only has he been foiled in his little plans, he doesn't even know if he'll be able to fantasise over this evil woman. Oh, I see. Well, Richard, she is slightly older than your normal choice of woman, uh, but knowing how you keep propositioning Aggie, uh, she certainly won't be out of your league. However, I think it's Barney who may well have to watch out as we intend the seduction scene to be pretty near the knuckle. I'll see you later, gentlemen. Trust you to come up smelling of roses. Virtue triumphs once again, Richard. <laughs> you should mend your evil ways. So, who is this evil woman? Beats me. That can't be a real name, surely. No idea. And don't call me Shirley. No, ha, ha. I've never heard of her. Is she from round here? Can't be. Someone would know her. Well, Jack seems to know her. Maybe he met her at the auditions. Hmm, it's interesting. Seemed a bit evasive when I asked who she was. He trotted out a vague CV, but nothing definite. I wonder where he knows her from. (laughs) Anne will know. Anne? Anne, do you know this Eva Rossini? Sounds like a steak, doesn't it? As long as you don't try to sink your teeth into her, everything will be fine, darling. Ah, message understood. Good boy. What did you say, dear? Do you know this Eva woman? Well, in a way... 
And what does that mean? Well, by reputation, I suppose. Well, none of us do. I haven't seen her for a long time, but Jack's known her for years. Oh, has he? He didn't say. Didn't he? No. Well, where does he know her from? Not sure, really. Long time back, I think. Sorry, I don't know anymore. But I have to go. Jack's making impatient signs at me. I'm sure she'll be very good. Wow. What was that? It's called evasion. Big time. Telling us little of the truth as you can get away with. Oh, there's Sherlock. Don't go into sleuthing mode. I'm sure it's not a big deal. Oh, we'll find out soon enough, I suppose. Jack, they're all trying to find out who she is. They're bound to. I'm not sure I can go on telling half-truths for very much longer. Look, as soon as they get into rehearsals, they'll forget all about the, the Miss Marple stuff. Are you sure? We'd better prime her, I suppose. The least she can do is, is go along with the pretense. You're doing her a big favour, Jack. I know, but, but what else can I do? Everyone deserves a last chance, don't they? Even her. There are several dozen people I can think of who might not agree with you, Jack. In fact, they never want to see or hear from her again. I know, but but what else could I do when she rang me? You could have said no. Could I? Could I really? We might regret this. Don't remind me, Anne. Don't remind me. Just make sure she doesn't get up to her old tricks, that's all. She's promised. Now what more can I do? That may not be enough, Jack. You're very quiet, Aggie. Yes. Why? You'll find out. Find out what? Our new Eurydice. Why? What about her? I'm saying no more. Excuse me, I need to talk to Jack. Ah, that's unlike her. She knows her then. Obviously. Wonder why she wants to see Jack so urgently. I wonder... Jack, what the hell do you think you're playing at? What do you mean, Aggie? You know damn well what I mean, Eva. I thought you might have forgotten. <laughs> Don't be so obtuse, Jack. You know damn well I remember. What the hell are you thinking of? Aggie, look, it's not so simple. Oh, I understand your loyalty, Jack, but you're not thinking straight. You know what she'll do. You know what she'll be like. She's she's a bloody disaster. She's changed, Aggie. Oh, yeah. Just like a leopard does. Aggie, we've got to give her a chance. Why? So she can do what she did before? It won't be like that. Uh, you don't suppose I've not thought about this long and hard, do you? I know as well as you the, the risk I'm taking, but I have to give her a chance. No one else would. Please, Aggie, bear with me on this one, will you? I need you to keep quiet about, well, about what happened, especially about you and her. Will you do that for me, please? Will you? Oh, listen, Jack, I think you're crazy, OK? But if it's up to me, she wouldn't walk through the door. But I do understand why you feel like you do. So, for your sake, I'll keep stum. Oh, but if she steps one foot out of line, I swear I'll tell everyone the truth about her. But you'll keep quiet, j just to give her a chance. Oh, against my better judgment, Jack. Oh, thank you, Aggie, thank you. So where is the bitch? I don't know. 
She said she'd be here. <laughs> so it started already? You don't know that. No, you're right. I don't know that. And yes, I need to be more charitable. Oh, it was a bit of a shock, that's all. But she can sing. Oh, yeah, she can sing, all right. Top C's at the drop of a hat. At every possible opportunity, I remember. So we'll keep it between ourselves? You owe me, Jack Richards. Big time. That was the second episode of Prima Donna. A comedy by yours truly, Nigel Holloway, performed by the Concept Players Theatre Company. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you want to find out more information about the Concept Players, who they are, what they do, you can find their website at www.concept-players.com. And if you want more information about the -the off-the-wall plays, you can visit their website at www.concept.com off-the-wall-plays.co.uk